what's up fam and welcome back to the channel welcome back to the podcast thank you all for stopping by the channel i am your host naima and today we will be talking about the cosmic love what is cosmic love so previously in our other episodes we've been talking about the great awakening and all the different things that are happening how the earth is going through a transition now and how all of creation is at our disposal now to help us in this great awakening so before we get into it if you haven't done so check out our um, website is called restorepeaceandharmony.com we have some cool things on there we have the thought of the month where every um every month we post a different um thought and you guys can interact with that you can comment and interact on that page we also have our shop here where you can pick up our um healing for your soul um, creative writing journal um one of the things that um I recommend anyone that I work with is to have some type of spiritual practices, prayer, meditation, um, going out in nature, journaling is actually really good for you in just internalizing and processing your thoughts. So we have that available and we also have the 21 day, um, with 21 days to renew your mind where we look at how we identify um, our thought process. You know, um, we have some distorted thoughts. It helps us see them. And this this journal is not just for women. It's also for men. Um, you can use it with children. Um, I've used it with um, the students I have worked with. I use it in a 21-day challenge. So if you haven't done so, pick up um, one of those journals and Thank you all for um, just inquiring about ways that you can support our channel, support the research if you would like to do so. You can come here to support the website. And um, we also have Helping Hands for Ahaya. You can also get to Helping Hands from Ahaya from um, this website as well. So if you just click on um, right here, the link. It'll take you to Helping Hands for Ahia. We also will link you up with the um, Instagram page. So you can check us out on Instagram if you want to support the or- the nonprofit organization, which goes out in the community and helps feed the homeless. You can um, access that from Restore Peace and Harmony as well. So let's get into the topic for today, which is, let me pull it up for you which is cosmic love. What is this cosmic love? So essentially, as we grow and as we expand and as we um, become closer to the Most High, we move into oneness, there is this thing that we talk about all the time, which is unconditional love. And a lot of times we hear it, but we don't know the processing, the process in um getting to that point in our life where we have unconditional love for our fellow man and for nature, for um, our earth, right? So today we're going to jump into that um, and dig a little deeper into what it looks like to have um, unconditional love. I I call it cosmic love because 
this is the type of love that comes from up above, right? And this is part of our ascension, where we how we're growing and expanding, and this is actually part of that growth. So let's jump into it. This is called Ascension, Surviving Earth School. So we realize that we are here to learn, right? Um, And (laughs) there's so many aspects of what we have to learn. And one of them is unconditional love in our um, growth here on earth. This is one of the things that we have to learn. So let's get into it because it's not something that is easy. Um, It doesn't come naturally. Um, It should, but it's something, it's a process. So I want to get into it. I want to get go back and just discuss the Schumann resonance and kind of bring us and, and bring us up to speed for people who are just tuning in for the first time and also show how this um, correlates to unconditional love. So first of all, we had the Schumann resonance on the board. Um, like a tuning fork, the earth has natural sound frequencies. And these are called Schumann Resonance. The connection between humans and Schumann Resonance can be better explained using the analogy of two systems with matching frequencies. (laughs) And when one starts to vibrate, the other will vibrate at the same time. Did y'all hear that? So when one starts to vibrate, the other will vibrate at the same time. And the human brain waves and Schumann resonance frequencies are in the same range. But if you notice now with the Schumann resonance, those of you who've been keeping up with it, um, we've talked about it extensively on the channel. So if you need to get caught up to speed, just um, go check out some of the other previous podcasts. So if you notice that the, the levels are raising really high right now, they're past, they're going past what the normal range is. So we know that our human brain waves and the Schumann resonance frequencies they're on the same range so this creates what we call entrainment or kindling so let's look at what entraining means it means the biology definition for it means of a rhythm or something which varies rhythmically and cause another gradually to fall into synchrony with it synchrony with it so when we talk about this resonance what's happening here we know it comes from the sun it's a result of the solar flares that's coming from the sun and we know who is in charge of the sun right we know the creator most high right so when i say to everyone that he's sending out a beautiful love song He's sending out a message. Wake up. Wake up. Here it is right here. So when one starts to vibrate, the other will vibrate at the same time. (laughs) You know, this is the language of light. This is what we're seeing here. And, you know, this is why um, a lot of us are going through a lot of... um, paradigm shifts and I discussed that on my last video 
which I didn't post as a podcast. So if you are tuning in from the podcast, go check out that last one on the YouTube channel, which is the paradigm shift, because this is a part of it. So let's dig a little bit just into the word resonance, because we know what the Schumann resonance is. But let's look at that word resonance so we can understand really what's happening here. We attract, so the resonance, it's we attract what we are (laughs) and we resonate with what we are. Do y'all hear that? So with the word resonance, the meaning of it is we attract what we are and and we resonate with what we are. So that Schumann resonance, what is it doing? It's almost like the Most High is saying, all right, those who hear my voice, my sheep hear my voice. (laughs) It's time to wake up. (laughs) This is beautiful. But he also said he would part his spirit on all flesh. So even if they don't per se know him, this is time to wake up. So let's dig a little deeper. This law finds it more concrete equivalence in the law of mechanical resonance, which states the following. All objects of a certain vibrational frequency starts to vibrate. It causes any other object that has the same vibrational frequency to vibrate also. Let me read that again. All objects of a certain vibrational frequency start to vibrate. It causes any other object that has the same vibrational frequency to vibrate likewise. This is resonance. It's mechanical resonance. Let's dig a little deeper. So in much the same way, an individual can vibrate with another individual with their positive and negative aspects. And even when the deepest and um, even with their deepest unconscious memory. So let me read that again. So in much of the same way, an individual can vibrate with another individual with their positive and negative aspects, even with their deepest unconscious memories. So you can vibrate with someone who you don't think you're on their same vibrational level, but because of your unconscious thinking if you have something you're in your subconscious mind that you are not aware of because remember we've talked about the conscious mind and we talked about the subconscious mind the subconscious mind is like where the veil is you you can't see you're unaware of some of the things that you have inside of you thoughts memories that are still there that you're not physically aware of mentally aware of and But even though you're not aware of it, if it's in you, you can still vibrate with someone else that has the same thought process or the same mindset. So in terms of the most high, you know, with the Schumann resonance, it's like those who are on that vibrational level, they can resonate with what is going on right now, what the message that he's sending out, the awakening. And even those that are not because we all come from him 
they're still going to hear this. They're still going to feel the effects of it, even if they're not consciously aware of what's going on. They still feel like it's a mental shift. Something is going on. They feel something's not right. Something is happening. And on our physical level here, this is how we attract people into our lives based based off of our um, off of this resonance the law of resonance let's dig into it deeper so hence the law of um resonance means that when we feel attracted to or this is the one when we're disturbed by another person our reaction indicates that we resonate because we share similar memories so when we feel attracted to someone, like we, you know, I can see someone and say, oh, they're really a beautiful person, they're nice, fun, and I'm attracted to that, you know, because maybe I'm fun, I'm happy, right? That's resonance. That's the law of resonance. But the other part of that is, let's say someone is um, jealous, right? And you notice this behavior, you notice it, and you don't really care for it. And it annoys you. It bothers you. So according to the law of resonance, then that means that there is something in you at the subconscious level that resonates with that behavior that you are not aware of. And that's what we call triggers. So if you're triggered by something, then that's an indication that maybe there's something in the subconscious mind that a memory that you have, something that you have that you're not aware of, and the resonance is here to tell you, hey, something is going on, and that's why we get the triggers. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) It's deep, y'all. This is deep. This is deep. And, you know, this is all on the road to having understanding this information is part of the road to um, having unconditional love because we have to understand what's going on in ourselves first right we have to see these triggers and understand where these triggers are I had a dream months back and I think I shared it with some with you guys in the dream I heard the voice say you're the body is an alarm system the body is an alarm system and and it makes sense because the triggers when we feel something is letting you know something is there in that subconscious mind that maybe you haven't addressed maybe you're not aware of okay so the law of resonance is a law that initiates you know people you know people who are growing this is the law that you use most often in daily life because applying the law of con- because applying this law consciously enables us to reach the highest level of consciousness so when we start using this law when we feel these triggers and we understand where the trigger is coming from or we understand why certain people are in our lives why we're in certain other people's lives it actually moves us to a higher level of consciousness and i put this picture up because this is the um, the valley of the dry bones. This is the awakening. <laughs> this is part of the awakening. He said that he would wake us up in the end. 
so this is all part of it let's jump into it so as i'm going through this and as i'm going to go through the rest of the podcast i want everyone to kind of um, open their mind and have a be open to a different perspective um not teaching anything new but this is a i want you to have a different perspective why because when we deal with masculine we deal with anything on a masculine trait just masculine energy anything dealing with masculinity it's um physical it deals with the physical world physical things action um physical manifestations of emotions and feelings okay so when you deal with feminine that is internal feelings and emotions all right so when i you know am speaking or when i'm sharing information um i think the biggest mistake anyone could make is not understanding these two right here um the feminine is always going to come from the um, feelings and the emotional aspect of things. It's the internal. Whereas you have other people who are teaching and sharing um, that are men, they're going to more so come from a physical aspect, outside, outside world. Whereas the feminine would come from the internal now, each and every one of us has man, as a woman, I have masculine traits as well because that's how we are created. And the masculine is organization, security, um, those type of things, or, you know, and the feminine deals with the internal. And so when you hear that term like divine feminine, it's really what I want people to kind of understand. It's really, um, a call for all of us, man and woman, to go inside, take a look at our inside. What's going on in your mind? This is the age of the Holy Spirit. We have to go inside because once you fix inside, you fix outside. As a man is thinking in his heart, so is he. So whatever is inside of you, internally, it will manifest on the outside right when I work with my people when I work with people especially married couples I try to explain this the best way I can is that let's say for a a wife if she sees some things in her husband um, that she doesn't really like what I have them do let's say for instance if it's um, if she says I don't think he listens to me I don't like that about him okay so that's something in the physical that has manifested but what I actually have them do is go inside and take him out of the equation and say I don't listen to myself and then when you go from that guess what then you have to ask the question what are some ways I don't listen see this is going deep then you would say hey you would use you, the light bulb's gonna go off because you're gonna see there are ways that you don't even listen to your intuition. <laughs> this is deep, y'all. So, when you um, come to the channel, um, have that in mind masculine and feminine, 
because I am the feminine personification of scripture, meaning that how I interpret scripture is going to be from a, a different perspective. Or how, I, how, I, how I see the world is going to be from a different perspective. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but it's going to be different. It's going to hit different, right? And the biggest misconception people can have is to come to you know my platform and um affiliate me with a group organization or specific person because internally when you do that you're basically have the expectation that I'm going to sound like someone else or I'm going to say what someone else says and no Okay, so let's make sure that we're, you know, when we come to the channel and we um, understand that, that I'm going to hit different. Okay. All right, let's go. Isaiah 53. I had to share that because I, you know, there, there's some thought process, some mindsets out there that feel that um, that they of themselves have lump me into certain categories and I right now in this part of my life this journey that I am in um I'm not gonna be capped <laughs> you know I respect everyone love everyone but I'm gonna speak the truth that is being shared with me because we're all here to um we all here. We all have our just our um, specific work that we're here to do. Okay, so I'm not here to um, fit in. I like to fellowship, but um, the biggest misconception is to affiliate me with any type of organizations, groups, or anything like that because um, I stay in my lane on my channel. <laughs> just wanted to share that, you know, because. Got some mindsets out there. Anyway, let's look at Isaiah 53. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before um, her shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. So this is talking about Ishaiah. Right, who people call Christ. He opened not his mouth. Isaiah was prophesying about when Christ would go through persecution that he would not open his mouth. He wouldn't say a word. He would just be silent. <laughs> he would be silent. He wouldn't say a word. And then we look at the story of him when he was being persecuted and they were asking him all these questions. Um, he, he, he didn't answer them. And that was a part of the prophecy, right? But he was also showing us something. Everything about Yeshaya's life was some type of lesson for us. So we say, why? You know, why the silence? You know, remember we're talking about the journey to unconditional love. Why the silence? Why did he not say anything? So the glory of the Lord would be revealed. 
So why silent sometimes? So the glory of the Lord will be revealed. He was our example. He was also showing us how to handle persecution and oppression, which is things that we encounter on a day-to-day basis. And through his silence, he was showing us something. Let's dig deeper, guys. So here's a perspective that I would offer, right? If we looked at evil as educational, what? How can evil be educational? Well, let's take a look. And I don't even really like that word evil because when you start getting into um, the power of words and um, the power of suggestion and all those things, which I'm going to talk about in the later podcast, um, you'll see why these words, the word associations really take people down, uh, um, down a, um, a hole. So let's look at this word evil, wrong, hurt, negativity, okay? So it's negative energy, all right? It's a path that leads to good. Evil, wrong, hurt is a path that leads to good. How does, you know, negativity lead us to good? Well, it's a path through which divine intelligence helps us understand that it is impossible to understand the light if there is no darkness. I remember we're learning how to get to where we can understand this unconditional love, right? So ordeals are actually apprenticeship. So for our soul, so affliction, you know, these situations, they're actually a way for your soul to grow. So accepting first, though, our own darkness helps us accept them in others and transcending them. So that means not we're not supposed to just accept the negative aspects about ourselves, but we're to grow. We're to change that, right? And this enables us to study others with love and compassion. So once we're able to identify the darkness in us, and we transcend it, it helps us to be able to study others and then have love and compassion. See, stars can't shine without some darkness. But what I'm suggesting to everyone is that let's have a different perspective on how we view opposition or obstacles in our life. You know, I was somewhere a few weeks ago and the environment that was in everything was opposition 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 and as you grow you realize that how you think about things also um how you view things your thought process can actually bring certain things to you so if you have a negative outlook on things you will bring in more negative things into your field into your environment and we see that from the um law of resonance right (laughs) let's go so growth thou art good and doest good teach me thy statues the proud have forged a lie against me 
but I will keep their precepts with my whole heart. (laughs) So see here, David is going through something. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statues. So here David is telling you it's good so that I can learn. (laughs) The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. That the fear that they that fear will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in thy word. So David was telling us right there that it's good when we're afflicted and we go through certain things. It helps us to grow. It helps us understand. Right? We understand his commandments and his statutes. Let's look at Luke 10, 26. What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. So the commandment, the one true commandment is to love the most high with all your soul and to love your neighbor as yourself because when we talk about this oneness we understand that we all came from him that one great light and we are sparks from that light so when we love our neighbor we're actually loving ourselves because it is him it's his breath that is in each and every one of us and this is one of the concepts we have to learn in um loving in unconditional love all right so statues what does statues mean let's look at that so i looked it up and h2706 is the hebrew lexicon so statues it's prescribed task um it's prescribed portion resolve um conditions enactments so here when he says that i may learn thy statues basically that you would understand your task right each one of us have a specific task that we are sent here to do on this earth and through affliction it helps you to learn that task even more (laughs) so one of the things that Yeshia did is that he studied people. We can all agree that he was emotionally intelligent. He has self-awareness. People who have high self-awareness, they recognize their own emotions. Social awareness. People with high social awareness are very empathetic. Self-management. Self-management is the ability to control impulses and behaviors. Relationship management. So basically, emotional intelligence is that this is someone that can identify emotions in themselves. They identify their emotions, right? And they also can identify the emotions in others and maneuver 
around those emotions, right? So let's say we see someone, um, I can give an example as a teacher. If I see a student acting out, then I'm going to think, okay, why are they acting out? Especially if they don't act out. Okay, why? That's the first thing, looking at the why they're acting out. Then you're gonna it's gonna take you deeper. You're gonna start trying to figure out you're gonna identify the behavior, right? Then you're gonna start asking what's going on at home. What's going on? Maybe they had a fight in with some other classmate or something. It, it's really just understanding why someone is doing what they're doing, right? And then not adding to it. <laughs> not adding to it this is why silence is sometimes is so beneficial right and i'm not asking anyone to suppress themselves but just having having awareness understanding emotional intelligence see thoughts this is why i created the book um 21 days to renew the mind because sometimes our thoughts can affect how we perceive a person or a situation, right? So if we if we look at someone and they're acting out and we deem their behavior negative, now depending on what has gone, what type of thoughts we have, whether we are jumping to conclusions or mind reading, then that can affect how we perceive that person. That can distort our perception, which is not even the reality with that person. For example, as a as a school teacher, I would see kids, you can see a child acting out, right? Especially the younger ages. When I taught elementary, you see them acting out, throwing temper tantrums. And then we got to the to the bottom of it, they were hungry. They didn't have breakfast. See? But if I had if I jump to conclusions and say, oh they just being rude and and not behaving and not listening See, that perception would, would be false because what happened is a child was hungry and didn't know how to articulate that. See? See, this is the journey to unconditional love. And not only must I have that with a student, well, I have to have that with my fellow man. We have to have that. And this is something that's not particularly easy right so emotional intelligence is what Christ had this is why he was able to be quiet okay let's keep going higher level of consciousness when you identify a situation that you deem negative ask if there is any unconscious memory in me that aligns with what is being displayed so there's that law of resonance when you see a behavior first ask yourself because first ask yourself hey is there something in me because the law of resonance say hey you're gonna you're gonna bring it to you're gonna vibrate right you're gonna bring that into your frequency into your field right so i gave the example earlier like when I'm working with people, let's use this as an example as a wife. My husband doesn't support me. Then what I have them do is take out the mind, put themselves in. I don't support me. And then the question is, 
what are some ways I don't support myself? And then here you have a whole journal entry right there. Because what's happening is we really have to understand this, this thing about the law of resonance or just resonance, period. How we attract like energies to ourselves. And this is a case with even if you flip it around and say a man. Let's say a man, he sees certain um, things in his wife, certain emotions, right? And well, she just emotional. Well, remember... You guys were drawn to each other from energy. So maybe you feel that she's too vocal or too, um, what's another word, too um, suppresses things, doesn't say what's on her mind, right? See, you're connected and what maybe there are ways in your life that you are in the outward world suppressing or you feel suppressed as well. That's she's your feelings. See, we're connected. And this is why we have to learn to love our fellow man as ourselves. Because we're really all connected by that one spark. By the one, our oneness with the most high. We came from him. So we're truly all really connected. And it doesn't mean that we enable the negative behavior that we see. But we have to identify it and and think critically, have cognitive thinking skills when dealing with people. So the first one, we identify if there's any negative in us, right? At the subconscious level, not just you saying, oh, no, I don't do that. So that's not me. But going through the exercise that I just suggested, number two. Assess the situation from love without judgment. So once you, you, you know, you assess it and you figure out this person is just rude. That could be something that you see. Then you go internally, check yourself. Now, when you assess it, they're rude. You don't assess it with judgment. Oh, um, <laughs> they, they don't have any home training. See, when we start that process, No. When you assess it with love, you say, you look at the situation like I did when I showed about the student. They were hungry. So then you understand, okay, they're behaving like this because of this, right? And it doesn't mean that we enable the behavior, but it make it, it gives you a chance to process, right? And now you move into emotional intelligence. Now you maneuver how you're going to to interact with this person right are you going to be silent are you going to find a way through love how to address them because one of the things that I noticed within a lot of communities is this thing for reproval but when we talk about reproval a lot of people who are reproving are not going through this these steps here before we confront someone about their behavior we're not moving in these steps this process of love we're not checking ourselves first because a lot of times before you prove someone if you actually went through these steps first checked yourself first you may stop and say hey you know (laughs) i love you brother i love you sis 
I got a lot of stuff to work on as well. Okay, you may just stop yourself right there. But what's happening is we're having a lot of people um, reprove people and it's not coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of distorted thinking or distorted perceptions. And so that's where a lot of church hurt comes from as well, guys, from people not um, critically thinking or being emotionally intelligent. So the next thing, two, you assess the situation from love and without judgment. One of, they have this um, affirmation artist. Her name is Tony Jones. Um, she has a song called Talk to Me Nice. So a lot of times when you assess a situation and you confront someone, um, is truly based off of maybe your internal dialogue with yourself. So if you're someone that's very hard on yourself, um, your internal dialogue with yourself is, oh, I'm this, I'm, I'm, I'm this type of person, or I'm, you know, if, if you believe the negative about yourself, then it's going to be really hard for you to really assess the situation for someone else from a position of love. It's going to be harder. So she has that song called Talk to Me Nice. It's, it's basically teaching us how to speak to ourselves kindly. See, we cannot have unconditional love. You cannot reprove someone else if you don't even have this unconditional love for yourself. If, if your internal dialogue for yourself is harsh, then it's going to be harsh to someone else. See, this is a process. Getting to unconditional love, really, under, really honestly, is understanding yourself and loving yourself first. And then understanding someone else. Or even how to show up for someone else. You guys, check her out on YouTube. It's Tony Jones. I actually had a chance to sit down with her and have um, an interview her. And I will be airing her um, on one of our later podcasts. So check her out. Very deep sister. Number three. Now you will be able to communicate in love or find... um, that you have that you have work that you need to do or you understand your triggers. So by number one, before um, addressing someone, right, you have to look inside. You have to look inside and you have to be able to go be aware of the unconscious memories or situations that you have. Two, Assess, assess the situation from love without judgment. How you talk to yourself internally is going to be how you talk to someone else. Right? Number three, now you'll be able to communicate in love. Because you've gone through those steps. You, you understand where they are emotionally. You're not excusing behavior, but you understand where this person is. Right? Okay. So we have to listen to our heart. So I'm going to share some of my testimonies with you all because we're going to overcome through the power of our testimony. So I'll share some of mine with you because I'm still going through the process also, guys. I'm learning the same way. I don't know everything. I'm still learning. I'm still in the healing process 
process also moving to this place where I am operating from unconditional love. All right. So let me give you a situation. So I had a situation a few weeks ago where my intuition said, don't go somewhere. And I went anyway. Right. Now, when you pray, that's like your telephone call to the most high. And he answers you back through your intuition. Right. So it said, don't go. And I went anyway because of my um, need, my, you know, my sense of loyalty to a situation. I went anyway. Um, So the environment that I went into, it's one of which everyone pretty much is in survival mode. And so when you're in survival mode, you're releasing a stress hormone, right? The stress hormone is associated predominantly with the root chakra. So no, survival mode is predominantly with the root chakra. So when you're in stress, you release this hormone out. It puts the body into what you call fight or flight mode. And it starts pulling in, in, in fight or flight mode. You're only supposed to stay in that mode for not a long period of time because it's there to help the body protect the body. So it pulls from your eyes. It pulls from the glands. It pulls from the stomach. It pulls to protect the body. But what happens is your immune system is um, compromised at this time. That's why a lot of people in this fight or flight mode, they start developing diseases also because you're pulling from the other parts of the body and um, the body has to overcompensate, right? So this is the environment that I was in. And this is also when you talk about fight or flight, that's associated with the root chakra. And we're all familiar with the root chakra and the behaviors that you're going to see when you're on balance and if you're in this root chakra it's survival of the fittest it's um some of the behaviors that that were exhibited was rigidness that's part of that root chakra closed-minded didn't see any joy um unbalanced reproval no uplifting so there was a lot of reproving people but there was no uplifting people so it was unbalanced right you can't be in a situation where you're reproving somebody all the time but you don't uplift them as well you don't even ask them how they're doing how are you right how's your day (laughs) see this is is unbalanced how some that's not going to go over well with someone when all you're doing is telling me what i do wrong because that's what reproval is. It's, but it's not even the way God reproves us. Because when he reproves me, it's always via like, oh, did you look at something this way? Or he'll give me something to read. But here, it's like um, the reproval that you see most of the time, it's, it's, it it's comes from a place of you did this wrong or you did this. You know, it's not from a really a educational type of um moment for the person it's really mostly it's harsh unfeeling um so and i saw a lot of enabling so this was the environment that i was in right 
okay. But remember, my intuition said, don't go. Now, let me share some of the realizations that I had. Is it important to be, it is important to be where you can serve, right? Knowing this is self-love, it's self-worth, right? Knowing that you can serve. If you move into environments like this, now, don't get me wrong, there's still levels of spirituality, but at the core, it's very physical, it's very root chakra, right? And you have to know your worth, right? You have to know where you can go and serve, where you're going to make a difference. If you move into certain situations or certain environments where it's closed-minded, um, you're looked out at as an outsider and that everyone else knows more than you and there's absolutely nothing that you can do actually they're here to teach you you have to really sit down and as you have come to the realization can I actually serve in this environment um meaning when I come into this environment right just a simple good morning do they even recognize that or how you doing Oh, you look nice today. They don't even see that because they're in survival mode. Right? So the light that you have is not even recognized. <laughs> see, when you show up, sometimes it's not necessarily that you want to teach somebody like through scriptures and all of that. It's 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 your life. That smile you give. How are you today? Acknowledging people. When you go into environments where it's very close-minded, they don't even see that, right? So one thing I realized here is that, namely, you have to go where you can actually serve, where you can actually make a difference. (laughs) This is part of self-worth. So even though my intuition said, don't go, there was a lesson for me to learn because one of the things that the Lord has been working with me on is self-worth and self-love. Acknowledging the goodness in me. So there was a lesson there for me in this. But let's keep going. The heart is the key to where you offer your devotion. The heart empowers you to know when to work with others, for how long, and in what way. Right? So... In this situation, when I was noticing those behaviors, some may say, well, did you address it? Did you say something? And like Christ, I remained silent because I noticed that in that environment, um, it's almost like when they would do something, um, they would always say, did I offend you? It's almost like they wanted to they wanted me to say something. It's like you they would do things and then it's like they wanted me to say something. You guys know, understand what I'm saying, right? So in that instance, I decided to remain silent because from assessing the situation, I knew that these behaviors have gone on and it has been addressed. It, it has been discussed, right? 
This is what you, when you have to study an environment and study people. I knew that it had. So I also knew that anything that I said, it would be met with an excuse. Right? But here's the unconditional love part is that I understood what was happening. I understood that a lot of the people there were moving, operating from survival mode. Right? And with among some other things. So I continued to just show love wherever I could. But I understood that this is an environment that um, I would not be able to work in. And this is part of self-worth and self-love. So although I may, and, and an example of this is although I may love my family, um, they may not be the group that I'm to serve. Perhaps those who are open, willing, and receptive to my spiritual gifts of love, kindness, joy, um, those would be the ones that I would serve. So in this situation, I realized that um, this is not the environment for me to serve in. And I said it to the Most High, I said, the work here I have is done. Right? So another thing that happened, the physical part of this is that I broke out in a bad rash. Now, if you know about the the um, chakra systems, the sacral chakra, this is attached to your skin. So that rash was an indication that I was being affected here, right? Because the sacral chakra deals with confidence and self worth. And I told you guys, one of the things he was working me working with me on is self worth, knowing your worth. Right, so that that was a, a learning lesson for me, right? Earth is our school to learn. <laughs> it was a learning lesson. Now, let's fast forward. I spoke about Mark six a while ago, right? Because knowing your worth, knowing the environment that you're to serve in. Right, it's very important. Um, and in Mark 6, it, it, it kind of intertwines with what I was saying it is not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and of Judah, and of Simon, and are not his sisters here with us. And they were offended at him. This is when Christ went in to preach in the synagogue and he was speaking, and all these people were like, well, Who's this? Isn't it not him? Isn't it like you can't, you are out, you can't tell us anything? We are high up in. The synagogue, we are this, we are that. Who are you? This is your mother. This is your brother. You're no one. And that's what I mean about the the environment was one. Like you're an outsider. You're coming in. You're not going to be able to sh- show us anything. We know, right? But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and he healed them and he marveled because of their unbelief and he went round and about the villages teaching so he had to leave that environment he could only touch a few lives and this was the same case where i was i could only it was only a few you know it's not everyone but there's only a few you couldn't 
really do the work in that environment because the mindset is in the root chakra. And it's not everyone, but it's enough of a conscious um, mindset that you can't really do the work. So you got to leave. You got to know your self-worth. And in that situation, me giving them a laundry list of what I saw, it, it, it would go nowhere because they've heard it before. So knowing when to be silent, knowing when to exhibit that unconditional love and just move on. That was my lesson. So here comes a test now. Did you really learn your lesson, Naima? And remember, it's about self-worth. Did you learn? So I got an email a few days ago, actually. And it was the tone. I'm not going to go into the details of it. It was very accusatory. It was a lot of assumptions. And it was distorted perception. Right? And the distorted... It, um, I, could, I could identify that there was distorted thinking, which we identify in the journal. That it was mind reading because... Just based off of some of the content in the email, it was mind reading, jumping to conclusions, and just blame that was not appropriate, <laughs> you know. So, what was I supposed to learn from that situation, right? This person, his perception of me is clouded by his distorted thoughts. So, that's what I was saying, guys, when we're approaching situations. If we have negative thinking, right, it's going to change our perception of someone or something. But first, we have to identify that we have these negative thinking process. So here's where I had to move into love and understand. I'm getting attacked in this email, right? But... And remember, something that I'm working on is self-worth. So I'm getting attacked in this email. And I have to move to a position of emotional intelligence here. His perception of me is clouded by his distorted thoughts. He is used to people presenting themselves one way and being another way behind the scenes. This is what I got out of that, all of that email because of the type of things he was accusing me of or blaming me of. It's like, okay, you present yourself one way on this channel, but you're really another way. And I've never met this person a day in my life, right? Someone that comes to my channel. So I understood there, just with that knowledge, that he's used to people presenting themselves one way and being another way, right? Now, with that, I exercise my right to not email him back, not to even respond to it. Because here you have someone that doesn't know you, right? Um, that's spewing out accusations about you, jumping to conclusions. They don't know your life. They don't know who you talk to, what your interactions are, none of that. They, they hear you on YouTube. 
Um, so I, I understand that this is not something that I'm going to respond to because when someone already has a whole story made up in their mind about you, there's really actually nothing that you can do to um, to change that when they've already come up with this whole mind story. So in that case, it's to be quiet. You don't have anything to say. And that's why I said Yeshaya was teaching us through his life, through his examples. And one of them was with that persecution. He knew that it was nothing that he could say in that moment. But his strongest witness was him being quiet. Because even Pilate said, this man right here, all he's ever done was heal and, and, and help. And even now he's quiet. Why do you want to kill him? Why do you want to persecute him? See, sometimes your silence is your biggest witness. This is all moving to unconditional love, guys. It's not you allowing anyone to beat up on you to be a punching bag for folks. No, it's moving, shifting into a different mindset, right? So my takeaway is that my takeaway from all of that is that this is a part of the the person who emailed this is his reality his perception of me is his reality has nothing to do with Naima I am not who he says I am that's a part of lessons in self-worth I am not who he says I am (laughs) so that was the test did did you learn from, from this situation right here did you learn and I honestly have to say that I am learning it's a work in progress it's a work in process right this is what we have to move to (laughs) this is what we have to move to we are sending we're moving higher wisdom peace love power we're, we're, we're moving back into oneness and it doesn't it's not easy but if we can identify these things <clears throat> in ourselves <clears throat> knowing when to exhibit <clears throat> knowing in having having emotional intelligence right um, knowing who we are seeing ourselves being kind to ourselves and um choosing our battles now i'm not asking anyone to suppress anything no that's not if you walk away with that then you miss the whole point it's knowing when to um exercise silence having emotional intelligence (laughs) anyway guys thank you for stopping by the channel Thank you for tuning into the podcast. We'll be back. We have a few more other topics that we're going to just dive into. Um, Let me know down below in the comments if you're on YouTube. What is your journey like with unconditional love? Um, Are you a martyr for it? Um, Do you think that you're supposed to be a martyr? Okay. Okay. 
what's your journey like to unconditional love? What's your journey like with knowing when to be silent? Right? Um, What's your process with emotional intelligence? Share your comments down below. Remember, we overcome... We're going to overcome by our testimony. Share your things down below. Maybe it can help someone else. It can help me. Um, Thank you all for stopping by the channel. Um, I love you guys so very much. If no one asked you today how your day is, how was your day? How are you emotionally? How are you emotionally? Thank you all.